0: This is a serial podcast, an ongoing story. If you're new to the Orbis Aetherum, no worries. Jump in right here. If you like what you hear, and I know you will, you can always catch up later. I'm Carlos, your storyteller, and this is Tales from the Orbis Aetherum, Season 2, Episode 20 Cleave. Rhea Wilhelm is now a brainwashed soldier of Cotan Major, or rather, of the kingdom's newest puppet master, Prelate Magdalene Edith of Grand Lucian. Rhea's armor. Commander Rayna Maltaire has seen it before, on elite Valteran operatives subject to torturous, maddening brainwashing. It's a bodysuit, a piece of -of state-of-the-art technology, an ether enhancer, a mental conditioner, a pain inducer, and a tactical HUD, all rolled into one. It clings to her, a suit of elastic material, etheramite armor, and devious technology. Only her mouth, cheeks, and hair are visible. Veins of ether trace the bodysuit, the whole getup an immoral machination keeping its wearer, its prisoner, conscious and compliant. The armored Rhea holds up her hands, preparing an ether conjuration, intent on harming both Altair and someone who came a very long way to save Rhea, a somewhat reclusive hunter. A fierce swordmaster, Lucia Wolf. Lucia, I don't think she recognizes us. Altaire warns, "We have to incapacitate her, or or we have to disable that suit somehow." Will tampering with that suit hurt her? Lucia asks. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Reinhart answers, panicking. Hostile forces identified, Rhea states, her voice bereft of life and warmth. Two targets marked for termination, executing. The brainwashed Rhea soon fills the corridor with a rapidly expanding wall of ether-conjured flame. Lucia dives into the attack, channeling ether into her blade, using it to part and deflect the fire. But in this corridor, in the bowels of the Koten Major Royal Palace, on the wasteland world of Valterra, there aren't many other places that fire can go. Random, stay back! Lucia shouts at her friend. I'll snap Ray out of this. Make sure our escape route is clear. Altaire is reluctant. Lucia, don't underestimate Rhea right now. In this state, she'll kill you without hesitation. I'll be fine. Go! The former commander of Orbis Edge Lighthouse thinks of his old home, of seeing Parker Grace again, an opportunity Lucia Wolf risked everything to secure. Lucia Wolf, as much monster she is human. He sees the scene play out again, of Lucia slaughtering the Valteran soldiers in the palace throne room. Raynham is not okay with that. But he's also not okay with any of them dying. Not Lucia, not Rhea, not himself. And so he does precisely what Lucia asks of him. He goes to secure their escape route. Darius the Silent, ethermancer Prodigy A young girl of immense might. In a chamber not that far beneath where Lucia Wolf and the brainwashed Rhea Wilhelm fight, a monitor shows Darius patiently waiting. She's in a similar chamber on the world of Grand Lucian, in the savage wilds Lucia Wolf once called home. She can feel that her wait will not be much longer. As an object, a keystone, approaches her from off-world. An artifact of crucial importance. One from the other side of Orbis Edge. It will activate the ancient mechanisms in these old chambers. The keystone that will sink with the face spires. Special relics currently keeping a demon god at bay. Concussive force pushes Lucia Wolf away every time she seemingly finds an opening and the fierce swordmaster's keen reactions just barely get her out of the way of Rhea's follow-up lightning bolts. Lucia has to be careful. She cannot fight at her best, or risk killing Rhea. The swordmaster dodges conjurations as fast as her brainwashed friend can manifest. But it's a losing battle. Time is not on their side, and they need to escape this wasteland world. Lucia sidesteps an attack, only to find herself unable to move. She looks down at a runic circle lighting up at her feet, icy tendrils emerging from it and clamping at her legs. Was Rhea always able to set up trap spells like this? Lucia parries a focused beam of penetrating light. One Rhea fires from her fingertip. Oh, that's all so new. The Swordmaster thinks out loud. That damn suit. It's enhancing Rhea. Or could it be that Rhea was always capable of such ability? Of such prowess? Was Lucia's former lover the love of lucia's life the woman lucia wants nothing more than to start over with rekindle their love face the challenges of the orbis Etherum together was she being held back by the fierce swordmaster herself lucia comes to a realization about the nature of their relationship and about the ether in that terrible, terrible dungeon. Shouting, letting her power erupt from her in the form of a torrential aura, Lucia frees herself from Rhea's trap. I'm. I'm toxic, Lucia tells Rhea, uncertain if her cherished friend can even hear. It was me, Rhea. I held you back. It was always me. Always me. The Swordmaster lowers her guard, a feint to create another opening. Rea prepares a spell, and Lucia rushes in, faster than she's ever moved. Rhea's attack misses, and in one swift, smooth motion, Lucia removes the wristband Raynum gave her, the one protecting her from the Koten Major Royal Palace's ether dampeners, and clamps the device on Rhea's wrist. Then, Lucia embraces Rhea, holding the woman she loves tight. Do it, Rhea! Lucia screams, let your ether surge! Break that suit! Break me! Break everything holding you down! The wristband interferes with the bodysuit's own counter dampener, as the armor is designed to control how much ether its wearer, its prisoner, can put out. That much Lucia pieced together on her own. The rest is up to Rhea. Finally, momentarily, Rhea's lucidity returns. Break out, Rhea! Lucia roars. Break free! Her mind's still a mess. Rhea is assaulted by a torrent of memory. Lucia Wolf and their passionate knights in the Swordmaster's home. Rhea's travels, her apprenticeship... Her trials, her failures. Altair, how the three of them saved Radian that day so long ago. Sweet little Elaine, the girl Rhea and Lucia vowed to keep safe. Arguments with Lucia, pleas of compromise gone unheard. Memories of love, of heartache. Memories of the brainwashing, the torture visited upon her by Shone and Reflector. Rhea cries out, tears streaming down her face, her ether surging from her very being, all the while returning Lucia's embrace. Ringing. That's all Lucia hears. Her vision blurred. Lucia tries moving her fingers and toes. They're all still there. Dried blood, burns, tender flesh, and one hell of a headache. But Lucia's alive. And in one piece. Her wrist. The counter dampener device is back in place. Lucia is sitting against the dungeon wall beside Rhea. The no longer brainwashed conjurer leans on the swordmaster's shoulder. The armored bodysuit damaged, torn, missing its vile components, including its visor. Lucia sees, savors, Rhea's face. Rhea is sobbing softly. Lucia figures, there's no better time like right now. I love you, Rhea, Lucia says, and I am so, so sorry that I didn't come with you. Rhea doesn't answer right away, still crying quietly. Lucia gives her time. Is... Is Elaine alright? Rhea asks. She's okay. Lucia lies, hating herself for it. Can you move? (sighs) Barely. I'll carry you then. We have to meet up with Altair. I was surprised to see him here, Rhea says. You remembered what happened? Lucia questions. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's all in tatters and pieces, though. I remember attacking the two of you, and... What... What Edith's two agents... What Shonen Reflector... What they did to me. And I remember... It hurts so much. It's okay, it's okay. You can tell me later, Lucia assures, hiding her nearly unbearable rage at what she'll do to Shone and her brother next they meet. The fierce swordmaster does not have to wait long. Carrying Rhea Wilhelm on her back, Lucia Wolf catches up to Raina Maltaire and sees the commander at Shone's mercy in a headlock, struggling to break free. Lucia Wolf! What a pleasant surprise! Shone greets. Hey, look what I found! It's a Delarctic traitor! Rhea, still on Lucia's back, starts hyperventilating at the sight of her two torturers. That sets Lucia off. Raynham, free yourself now, Lucia commands. Altair hears the menace in Lucia's tone and knows that bad things are about to happen. He conjures a ring of ether constructed rapiers around himself and Shone, and commands them all to thrust. Shone releases the commander, and the two evade the bladed constructs. Rainem rejoins his friends. Holder, Lucia orders, handing off Rhea to Altair. It's good to see you back to normal, Miss Wilhelm. Raynum says. I don't think I'll ever be back to normal, Commander. Lucia walks towards the assassins, each step slow and deliberate. Brue Leclerc is not around to stop me, kids, Lucia explains. "Sean we have to go, Reflector says. Shone, are you listening? His sister is, in fact, not listening. Shone's teeth gnash. Her fists tremble. Her eyes widen. Then suddenly, she rushes at Lucia. The assassin launches a flurry of telekinetically enhanced punches and kicks at the swordmaster, mixing feints with fatal strikes, attacking at all angles. Swaying back only to come forward full force. Everything Shone is capable of. You are not humiliating me again, Lucia Wolf. Shone raves, continuing her assault. You hear me? I'm breaking you, Wolf. Just like I broke your woman. Shone, calm down. Reflector screams desperately struggling to aim around his sister in the narrow dungeon corridor. Damn it, she'll she'll kill you! Every attack, every bit of fury-charged brilliance of movement and martial arts, stopped, evaded, or in some cases, just flat-out taken by Lucia without a flinch. The Swordmaster... Effortlessly blocks an attack with the hilt of her theramite blade. Then, with a slash so blisteringly fast that Rhea and Raynum barely perceive, Lucia Wolf cuts clean through Shone's waist, bisecting the assassin. Shone's legs and hips crumple. And her upper body lands with a sickening thud. And Shone screams. She screams vile words, hideous swears, vitriolic epithets. All music to Lucia Wolf's ears. Reflector, horrified, loses his cool. Aiming at Wolf and ready to fire one of his massive ether beams. I'll kill you, Lucia Wolf! He roars. Like lightning, Lucia's right in front of him, and with a deceptively simple swipe of her Aetheramite sword, relieves Reflector of his hands. Said hands, still holding the assassin's ether pistols, fall to the ground. Reflector barely has time to react to what happened before Lucia follows up. She crouches, starting a huge swing, grinding her blade against the ground, a shower of sparks spraying all about the corridor. The fierce sword master swings from floor to sky, a reverse grip uppercut with that sharp, deadly Itheramite blade. And just like his sister, Reflector is bisected. Unlike his sister, though, he's cut from groin to head. Raina Maltaire turns away in revulsion as the now-dead Reflector's two halves split apart and wobble to the ground. Rhea watches in silence, and with a little, just a little, satisfaction. Another witness is shown, who forgets her own pain and screams again, this time from grief. Lucia Wolf walks over to Shone, the now legless girl crying. Oh, I can send you to see Refractor again, Shone. Do you want that? The Swordmaster asks, sword ready. Shone doesn't answer. Well, tough shit. You get to live. You get to live for what I hope is a very, very long time. You get to live and remember what happened to Deflector every time you try sleeping. Lucia kneels and grabs Shone's cheeks, squeezing them hard. And Shone, if I ever see you again, or if you ever try to get back at me, either directly or through anyone I care even a little bit about... Hell, if I even so much as suspect it. I'll find everyone you've ever given a shit about. And I'll make what happened here seem relatively soothing. The fierce swordmaster shoves Shone's crying face away. Then turns to Rhea and Altair. I hate Valterra, Lucia says. Can we leave this garbage-ass world already? That's it for this episode. I know you enjoyed what you just heard. Regardless, your feedback sustains me. Given enough, I would not need food. I want to hear from you, whether you're new to the podcast or you're a regular listener. My site is orbisetherium.com. That's o r b i s a e t h e r u m dot com. On social media, I'm at Orbisetherum on Twitter and Orbisetherum on Google Plus, Facebook, and Tumblr. While I always love hearing from my listeners, I especially love positive reviews, and leaving one wherever you found this podcast helps me out immensely. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and PocketCasts. Just search for Tales from the Orbis Theorem. A few FYIs before getting to this week's shout-out. So every time I record one of these, I put it up on SoundCloud, and I also put it up on YouTube. And my last one, uh, Season 2, Episode 19, actually earned a community strike from YouTube. So if you want to listen to that at the moment, you can't listen to it on YouTube. I have it up on SoundCloud um i also have it up on vimeo if you look for my uh, my podcast on vimeo you'll find it there i should probably I should probably update my end show notes with vimeo and youtube as well i'm not sure why it got a community strike i did mention stuff about the us election and how i'm uh, wanting to help people who are hurt by it by entertaining which is all i can do maybe someone found that offensive or perhaps it just got freak flagged for no reason. Like, uh, I guess this is a thing that can happen. Regardless, if you can't see episode 19, uh, find it on SoundCloud or on Vimeo. Uh, the next episode will be in two weeks. I need some extra time. Uh, I I'm, think I'm going to go back to a two week, uh, an every two week format for the time being. Lots of stuff going on in real life. Season two, episode 26 will very likely be the last episode of the season. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a bonus episode like I did last time. After that, I'm going to take an extended hiatus to work on the novels for Orbis the Theorem, other novels that I want to finish up and get published on Amazon, and a whole bunch of other stuff I just need to do in real life. That extended hiatus will probably be a few months, but my SoundCloud will still be up and my YouTube and Vimeos will still be up for anyone who wants to listen to what I've currently put up. This episode's shout out is to a fun show I've been watching on YouTube called Carboys. Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson. They are playing Beam M- NG.Drive, which is this like vehicle f- physics sandbox in the Cry Engine, I think. It is a remarkably fun, uh, satisfying little series of two grown men basically being all giddy at a giant toy box. There is swearing and some crude language and whatnot, but it is for the most part squeaky clean fun. You get to see what happens when um a crash test dummy goes all Akira in a physics sandbox. There's a lot of good stuff there. I included a link to the playlist in the show description. Carboys, check it out. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. You don't know how much it means to me. Until we meet again.